Foodie Films is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Tag, Herr Foodies. I am your host, Kyle Reinfried, and I am actually in Europe right now. I was in Munich for the Oktoberfest, but now I'm actually in Ireland. Yes, Ireland. I was actually over in Europe for last week's episode with Chris and Siobhan. Well, I wasn't there for it. Okay, I'm going to stop talking with an accent. But I was, uh, I was over here last week. And first, I was in Amsterdam. Don't worry, I'm not going to try to do a uh, Dutch accent for you. Uh, that 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 should be left for uh, Mike Myers in Gold Member Three. Deep cut. Anywho, was first in Amsterdam, and I'm also I'm this is I'm ridiculous. I'm recording all this before I even go away. So I'm just hopefully I am there right now. I don't know where else I would be. Uh, but I think that I, you know, if you're looking at Instagram, you should be seeing some delightful photos of, uh, first, uh, food in Amsterdam, and then, uh, Munich, hopefully, um, drinking uh, plenty of Bavarian beer, and, uh, eating, uh, pig knuckles, and strudel, and, uh, spetzel, and all, all the knockwurst, bratwurst, weisswurst, uh, sorry, more accent again, just comes out. Anywho... Uh, I love the food over here, and I love the people. I say that because I've already been there, so hopefully I'm enjoying it as much, if not uh, even more, this time around. But uh, welcome back to another episode of Foodie Films. We're serving up a delectable episode today of Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. And joining me is Stephanie of Yeah Food Beer. That's her Instagram, Twitter, Facebook handle. We have a great conversation. This is the first animated film we'll be covering. There aren't a, a crazy amount, of course. Like I feel like the the end-all-be-all animated food film is Ratatouille. But this one, this is a great movie. And it's I hadn't watched in a while, and it's incredibly funny. I think we enjoy talking about it. And, of course, we have our normal food fair talk and famous food scene and she has so many great answers for the gut instinct segment so i hope you enjoy this episode as much as i did recording it uh prost i forget what they something like cilantro cilante i don't know that's how the irish say it but enjoy 
So what did I just experience with you before? <laughs> well, first of all, th- Stephanie, thank uh-huh. you very much for coming on Foodie Films. Thank I've, you so much for having me. Yeah, I've got Stephanie of Yeah Food Beer. That is her Instagram handle. And do we have any other social media that we use, Yeah Food Beer? Is that, um, I am also Yeah Food Beer on Twitter and okay. Facebook. Cool. Yeah. And so yeah, you were kind enough not only to, you know, come on the podcast, but you said, oh, today we're recording and it's National Cheeseburger Day. It is National Cheeseburger Day, and there was no way that I was letting you go off without not having a cheeseburger. Well, thank you very cheeseburgers much. Cheeseburgers were had. <laughs> so yeah, cheeseburgers were had and some ice cream uh, was had as well. So run me through, like, what did I just experience with you in the world? Like, shine some light into this world of food, Instagramming, and what you do and just how that all worked. Yeah, so, I mean... Uh, in terms of like what happened today, today was National Cheeseburger Day. Mm-hmm. I don't know who decided it, but every day is some sort of weirdo holiday. <laughs> so a lot of the times, you know, if it's something that a restaurant can kind of, you know, uh, celebrate or, yeah. you know, show off a certain signature dish, then they'll do it. Um, there's a new restaurant slash bar that just opened up in Kips Bay and their kind of like thing is like roadside type burgers, like thinner patties. Mm-hmm. They're trying to move away from like the really thick, sexy Instagrammable burgers and more <laughs> of like the simple West Coast California style. Yeah. Um, so for National Cheeseburger Day, they had a couple of vloggers in to have some cheeseburgers with fries. Super simple. Uh, they gave us some weird ginger cocktail and they let us pick out beers, which made me very, very happy because it felt on brand. Um, and it was a really good burger. I thought it was a good burger. Did you like your burger? I liked my burger. I, you know, there was someone, a representative there, and mm-hmm. she was like, I'm not going to, I want to ask you how it was. She but was I mean, the she PR was, person. Okay. Yeah. So, and, uh, but I, I was just like, since I'm not, you know, sure I have this podcast, but I'm definitely not a food Instagrammer. I'm not a you know blogger. I'm not the best with words. That's great. Cause I'm speaking right now. Uh, <laughs> but it, it, it was really good. I wanted to say, and I was, I was like, I don't want this to sound like an insult. It's what you hope fast food would be. Yes, I could see that. You know, yeah. like again, because it's a thinner pack. It felt like elevated fast food because I, I feel like in my heart of hearts that it probably wasn't frozen and driven in on a truck. No. But yeah, it for a like, thin yeah. burger, it was almost pink inside. Yeah, and uh, it was. It's like, is it, if I was watching a McDonald's commercial or something like that, like that's what they look like they yes. use. But then yes. you go there and it's absolutely pitiful. Absolutely, completely so, agree. Yeah, that's the, that was. So I did enjoy it. Yeah, awesome. So we did that, and then earlier in the day, I had gotten a message from Tipsy Scoops, one of my favorite ice cream spots in the city, mm-hmm. that all of their ice cream is basically like. Close to about 5 to 6% alcohol, so I am all about it, and they had a new <laughs> special this month, and they were across the street, so I was like, dessert, and then we photographed everything, and we tried it, and you know, yeah, that was one day. <laughs> strawberry rhubarb bourbon ice cream. Bourbon ice cream, tough to, get, tough to go wrong with that. <laughs> so what, when did food become more than just like sitting down for a meal, like, you know, like, you know, fulfilling your sustenance <laughs> you know, like what, what, when did it become like oh this is there's a larger world to it and then what made you go like and now I want to be a part of it um so for me it kind of started with photography I used to do like a lot of music photography um and I used to go to a lot of shows every week and I mm-hmm. managed a band and I was really kind of into that life uh lots of like the indie music scene in New York City mm-hmm. I would say like early 2000s um was when a lot was like really taking off bands like The Strokes 
um, really kind of started almost like a movement, it felt. Yeah. Uh, and the Lower East Side still had a lot of that kind of scrappy energy before a lot of people were, you know, pushed out of the apartments because everything got really expensive. And yeah, before CBGB's closed. <laughs> exactly, and, <laughs> and Don Hills and all these really cool venues. Yeah. Um, so for me, like, I always had a love for photography, and I was always the person in my friend's group who was documenting everything. So um, I was going to shows at one point, like, four to five days a week, and... I was getting home at like two o'clock in the morning, often buzzed. I'd get up from my nine to five. And I feel like as I was getting older, it was really hard for me to continue doing that. Sure. So I kind of moved to shooting. You know, I was shooting some bands on the side. I did some portrait work. And then I just started taking pictures of food when I decided I was going to start a food blog. The blog didn't really last me more than like three months. They were really long. And I realized that, A, I don't really have the funds to go to these fancy restaurants that I would love to cover. No one wants to read about like the bodega on the corner. <laughs> so um, until that became a cool thing, apparently. Yeah. But um, so I took a lot of like the blog posts that I had written. I didn't want them to just kind of die in the ether. So I copied and pasted them into Yelp and I started yelping. Okay. Then I became Yelp elite and I met a lot of like food loving people. And, you know, part of being, you know, continuing to be Yelp elite is really having like uh, a positive impact on the community, whether that's through, uh, you know, really good reviews, mm -hmm. really good photos, being able to really accurately represent your experience at a place and not doing it in a way that's like a jerk. Yeah. Like, I feel like Yelp have a bad rap but we're not all like you know bad folks um <laughs> so i did that for a while and every once in a while i would really like a food photo so i just slap it on my instagram mm -hmm. uh two people that i'm friends with that do not know each other independently of themselves came up to me and said you should start a food instagram because your instagram you know your instagram starting to look like a food instagram <laughs> um so in the beginning i had asked a friend you know do you want to do this with me you know there was a lot of wishy-washy i didn't really get a yes um, and then I was kind of inspired one night after like Thanksgiving dinner, it was like maybe like, a f like the last day of November or something. And I was just like, you know what, I'm going to start this and I'm going to do it. Yeah. Um, I decided to go with food and beer because I've always really loved craft beer and I don't, I wanted to find a way to make myself stand apart from other Instagrammers on, yeah, that's gotta that be just the, do food. That's got to be the tough thing. There are so many food Instagrammers. It is, it is. Yeah. So it's really like, you know, how do you stand apart? How do you make yourself different? So mm -hmm. for me, I've always liked puns. I've always liked dad jokes. So <laughs> I put I put those in all my captions. Um, that's definitely taken off. Now there's other people in New York City who like puns, but all could. Uh, the beer thing is still like something that I try to set aside. Um, I feel like over the years, I've really just kind of now I've, I've been doing beer Sundays for the past while um, because just beer does not get engagement. And I hate to sound like a slave to engagement, but, um, you know, it just is what it is. I feel mm -hmm. like people are not that passionate about beer. Um, and I've built like a really cute, like a really awesome community of people that I really like. Um, I get a lot of really awesome messages for stuff that I post. So I've been really kind of focusing on beer. I'm sorry, on food. But I still, you know, I still work with beer and I work with wine and, yeah. you know, I'll drink, I'll drink anything basically that's not Jaeger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just end that there. <laughs> Perfect. And so, I mean, that, and I mean, that's how it is with your Instagram, but what, was it any time in like, your like as a child or in teenage years like when did you become were you always adventurous when it came to food did you just <laughs> man so when i was a child i was really picky oh okay and not adventurous uh, my favorite foods were always mac and cheese 
grilled cheese sandwiches, egg and cheese sandwiches, cheese egg omelets. I feel there's a theme there. Meat. <laughs> I grew up with a lot of meat. Um, I, I grew up in a very Latin household, so there was always vite, which is like steak, and mm-hmm. benil, which is pork. Um, and obviously, con pollo and beans. And so, like, you know, I, I was kind of like, my mom really tried so hard to get me to, like, diversify my palate. And she tried really hard to get me to eat vegetables and fruits. And she was wonderful and wonderfully patient. And I was just the child that was like, if it's green, it's not for me. I want to eat, like, dead animals and cheese. Um, <laughs> as I got older, I just started kind of discovering more things, and now I will eat a salad. And she looks at me, and she's like, I can't believe you will eat a salad now. And I'm like, I know, but it has to be dark lettuce. I don't like iceberg lettuce. So I'm, there's little things that I'm still picky about. Um, <laughs> I feel like I kind of turned a corner around mid-high school, early college. And that's when I was like, oh, wow, I like raw fish. Yeah. I like pink steak because in Latin culture, your steak is properly cooked all the way cooked. I don't want to even say properly. It's just almost overcooked always, mm-hmm. um, which I get because if you're like chopping it up for a taco, you know, whatever. Yeah. I would love to see a medium rare super pink steak in a taco. But um, yeah, so I feel like I, I kind of got to get out of my comfort zone a bit, explore a bit mm-hmm. um, through Instagram. I've eaten some very weird things. Um, I tried something last year where I wasn't sh- I wasn't sure what it was, and it wasn't bad, but the texture felt a little off to me. And I asked someone very kindly, "What am I eating?" And it was pan-seared monkey brain. I, I felt feel bad. like that's something someone says to somebody beforehand. You're going to be eating this. No, you're like you can just surprise someone with that meal. Yep. <laughs> yep. I mean, it had the wrinkles of a brain. I was like, oh, no wonder that looked familiar. I was really hoping mm. that you just magically got calamari all stuck together, weirdly. Oh, it, it was weird. Um, I've also tried bull penis. That was not through Instagram. That was through the <laughs> band I managed. Okay. They wanted to uh, take me out as a thank you dinner. They know that I like meat and rice. We went to a Japanese restaurant. And they ordered me for me. And they were like, do you like it? Do you like it? Because they were all like older teenage boys. I was in like my young 20s. And like I felt like an adult because I was like doing a lot of stuff for their for their band, booking their tour and stuff. Uh-huh. And I, I cut into it. And I'm like, oh, this is so delicious. And they all found it really just immaturely hilarious because I was eating an animal's penis. I ate the whole thing. Very much enjoyed it. Um, so I, I, like, I like bull penis. It was at Kenka in St. Mark's Place. Go. It was great. I've had bull <laughs> testicles, but not bull penis. So I guess I've I gotta seen get the whole them. Package. I've seen the testicles. I'm just like, I don't know. Not yeah. my thing. Um, I've seen animal eyeballs. I just don't think I'm ready. I've had pig innards. I'm not into it. Yeah, I've had pig eyeballs. I tried Rocky Mountain oyster jerky, which was Mm -hmm. not good. Ooh, Um, sounds weird. (laughs) Yeah. What? So I mean, and you get to go to some pretty cool like events through Mm -hmm. Instagram account. What do you have any favorite uh, that you've been to? Um, events or like restaurants. But, I mean, one or the other. Um, other. Event-wise, I always love a good craft beer festival. Always Mm -hmm. a good time. You always meet really cool people. It's just always a really awesome experience. Um, Lobster Festival by Tasting Table this year was really awesome. It was so much lobster. I love lobster. Um, Restaurants. Primal Cut is one of probably one of my favorite just experience wise. Mm -hmm. I've been there four times. It's connected to Sapphire, the strip club. So eat. And you get served by someone who probably didn't eat what you're eating. 
and then you get to go to the strip club and you're just like hey i ate <laughs> now i'm watching people and it's just fun <laughs> super fun um i might have done one or two valentines there is there with my husband it's fun uh so that place is cool what else um i mean oh god i just i feel like new york city has so many awesome experiences it's really hard to kind of pick and choose favorites mm-hmm. do you have like just like a restaurant that you've just recently been wowed by hmm that's a good question um Maybe not recently. I, I would say one of the steakhouses in New York that has completely wowed me, even though it's been a while since I've been there, mm-hmm. but I almost compare almost everyone to them. 212 Steakhouse. 212. I really love. Um, Greenwich Steakhouse was also really, really good. Um, in Astoria, I love Mom's Astoria. I practically <laughs> live there. Yes, they're across the street from my house, and they sell mac and cheese, and I love it. And Halsey's next door to it is great. Great beer list. I'm a beer girl. What other restaurants in Manhattan? Um, uh, my buddy Carl's Balls. He's not a restaurant, but he's kind of like a traveling restaurant. He does a lot of like street fairs and food right. festivals. Great takoyaki, um, which are like octopus balls. They're Japanese cuisine. Yeah, you were telling me about those earlier. That mm-hmm. I got, got to try Super those. good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like nothing's coming to mind. Well, the listeners can obviously always go to your oh, actually, Instagram you know what? page. And... Flip and Toss had a pizza burger, Flip- and I had that oh. recently. And I was a little afraid that, that was going to be one of those things that's like made for Instagram, yeah. but doesn't taste so good in real life. Nope, pizza burger was bomb. <laughs> yes, beef, tomato sauce, lots of melted mozzarella, pepperonis. It does work. It's so good. What kind of bun was it on? Something like that, I feel like. The bun felt like a little personal pizza pie. Oh. So it wasn't really like a bun bun. It wasn't too thick. It okay. was It was just, I mean, I took and a where, bite where and it was amazing. Flip and toss in the West Flip. Village. All right. Awesome. Also home of pizza mac and cheese, burrata prosciutto mac. They have a burrata burger. I mean, it's really hard to mess up there. I don't think they're capable of cooking anything bad. It sounds like I They melt briquette cheese ASAP. on french fries with bacon. <laughs> I die. You know what? I think uh, with the film at hand today, I think they would, you know, the the characters in the mm-hmm. movie would be in big trouble with you because I feel like you would just be like, I want this, I, I want would. that, I want I this, I want would. that. And you know, since they're all about meatballs, I will say, most recently I was very wowed by meatballs at Zio Ristorante. Oh. Uh, Zio, I want to say it's on like 18th or 19th streets. It's close to Union Square. Really awesome Italian restaurant, and they do this like meatball Monday thing, and they have like they have vegetarian pesto, wow, really good chicken, beef, lamb. Sounds good. Yeah, I like their meatballs a lot. Yeah, and you brought the meatballs. I mean, this is the film that we'll be highlighting today is Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Woo! Surprise! In two thousand, <laughs> came out in two thousand nine. I've been covering a lot of movies like in this time period. This was uh, almost like there was been Julie and Julia. Uh, then there was uh, It's Complicated. Just a lot of movies, mm-hmm. and I just see them on the list, and they're all around like late. 2000s kind of around then but i'll take it um you've seen this movie i have do you like this movie yes i know it's not the movie (laughs) that you wanted to dearly talk about i need to that movie is spirited away i do i just think that the food in spirited away looks so stupid delicious like 
it's everything just looks juicy and globby it's shiny and i just i wish i was in there that movie so i could eat all the things well i would I, and play I mean, with the cute little like dust monsters <laughs> They're so cute. well i mean we haven't even gone through the whole podcast yet but i, but we'll I, know, I know i know i know yeah. i would love to have you on again and if you ever want to do like and the so... little mermaid you know, there's not a whole lot of food in that movie, we, but the, it's just that the could best definitely film be. On the I, I, for the famous food scene, I have people mm-hmm. randomly select a scene, but maybe mm. that day we'll cheat and we can talk about the famous, the French chef in that. You know, because that's a yeah, big yeah. Preparing. And there's the scene where she lifts up her food, and you know, ah, Sebastian yeah. has to run from one plate to another. That's yeah. moving food right there. There we go. I bet Sebastian would have been delicious, but he's a nice guy, so <laughs> I'm glad he was, you know, able to live. I couldn't eat a crab with that <laughs> accent. How could you do that? You boil it. <laughs> Throw some old bay on that sucker, some butter. I like it. <laughs> but, but Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, this is the first animated film we're covering. Mm-hmm. Awesome. It's, uh, I mean, it was a hit uh, movie. It was a, you know, and got really good ratings. It's directed by Phil Lord and Chris Miller. They also directed 21 Jump Street, like both of those, 21 and 22, and cool. the Lego movie. They, they were almost done with the solo the uh, Star Wars movie, but mm-hmm. then they got fired by Kathleen Kennedy and Ron <laughs> Howard took over. Oh, burn. Because um, supposedly they like improvisation too much and that just mm-hmm. wasn't, you know, conducive yeah. towards the a blockbuster of that of nature's course, of course, yeah. shooting schedule. But this is uh, starring, the, you know, the voice talents of Bill Hader, recent Emmy winner for the show Barry. Very nice. Uh, Anna Faris, Bruce Campbell, James Caan, Andy Samberg, Mr. T., that's awesome. All people I love, especially Bruce Campbell. <laughs> so cool. Kind of hot. Uh, <laughs> Benjamin Bratt, Neil Patrick Harris. Um, yeah. It's a great cast. It's a pretty, pretty yeah. solid cast right there. But th- this was, did you ever read the book growing up? I did not. Neither did I. Actually, I, mean, I you know, might have. It might, I actually didn't I know remember. it was a book. <laughs> yeah, it's a book. So this is just in those, in that category of... I think very successfully taking a childhood mm-hmm. book and turning it into a feature film. But I mean what you see this movie like what what comes to mind? I mean it is just very childlike in nature and it's about a you know you see a kid scientist mm-hmm. and then he grow, grows up and his father doesn't understand mm-hmm. him. And he's kind of always he's always had like an obsession with like meteorology and weather. Yeah. And- and I mean, his goal is really, I feel like, to improve the world. Could, well, they, yeah, they live on this uh, island. It's called Swallow Falls, and it's a tiny island in the Atlantic, and their main business was sardines, mm-hmm. and then, as he says, the world found out that sardines are disgusting. <laughs> are, I, are sardines disgusting? I think if you cook them correctly, it, you know? I think so, too. I feel like, yeah, sardines and anchovies get a bad rap, but I what think is, if you treat is, it well... What is the difference? Um, I think sardines, well, I mean, sardines are thinner, darker, smaller. Okay. I, I, I really wouldn't be able to answer this question professionally. Yeah. I can point them out if I'm looking at them on, mm-hmm. on, on a you know plate. I don't know. I know I've I feel like they both just have a bad rap, but to me, they're both like small and salty. And if you pair them with something that works, yeah. then it works. There you go. But so now this island of Swallow Falls, all they're eating is, uh, anchovies there mm-hmm. and that's just or sardines yeah, yeah and they're disgusted by it and so mm-hmm. he wants 
everyone to be happy. Uh-huh. And that's what he's always trying to do. He's, he, as a kid, he invents spray-on shoes and rat birds. I yeah, don't know what yeah. the point of inventing rat birds were. But uh, fl- tried to invent a flying mm-hmm. car. All sorts of weird things. All sorts yeah. of weird things, but it, he eventually creates this uh, device that churns water to rainwater into food. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what... what just like, what do you think about that? And like, what when you're watching a movie like this, what comes to mind? Does it bring up? Um, I don't know. I'm probably gonna. I'm my opinion's probably gonna be more on the adult side than the like sure. wondrous child childlike type of uh, reaction. I mean, there's there's two things, right? You know, like if this actually happened, it could be like a real bona fide you know, trying to, like, find a cure for actual world hunger. Uh-huh. And, you know, if we harnessed up something like that correctly, it could be something that could just absolutely be, like, m- just life-changing. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that part. And then there's the other part where if we couldn't harness this in a controlled environment and it really just started raining food, you know, people would die because, like, things like oranges and lemons from a certain, you know, speed are going to fall at a certain altitude that could fall in someone's face and crush their skull, <laughs> you know, that would suck. Um, and like, I can't imagine, you know, running to work one morning, you know, frazzled because I'm trying not to run late. And then I get, you know, smacked in the face by like turkey bacon. Like I, I could, you know, if we can't, if we can't harness it, it like the streets would be gross. New York City would smell really bad. Yeah. Food would get rotten and like the sun and people driving and there'd be accidents and dear God. So there's, I mean, there's the perspective where if we could control it, yeah, that, you know, it could be something that we could really use to improve the world. And then there's the other side where it's like, this could become Armageddon because we're all, you know, getting slapped by food and everyone's angry and car accidents and airplanes and the, <laughs> the, the ocean's already polluted enough. Like, oh boy. So yeah, that that's where I come from. I'm like, this could be really, really good or really, really bad. I don't feel like there's a lot of gray. <laughs> there was no joy and wonder of it. There was just like... I mean, the... it also depends on, you know, what's falling. Yeah. So, because well, I know I, at one point it's all sorts of things. Yes. And I was like, oh, hell no. There's no way you're going to survive like a watermelon falling on top of your head. Mm-hmm. But if it's like raining Skittles, like in those Skittle commercials, I am here for it. Then you I should, love yeah. Skittles. I mean, our streets would get gross and that doesn't help the planes and the cars and the ocean. But I'd stand there with my mouth and probably just be like, mmm, these, like, the these delicious polluted sprinkles are so good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the first thing that it rains down is cheeseburgers, so appropriate. Oh, and but they would be so messy, and yeah, I'd be that's really the whole upset. thing. They start like at first, like he sees like a pickle fall in the water, and then like, excuse me, did but, anyone get a yeah. cheese? <laughs> <laughs> but then he perfectly catches one. But then they're all over the place. So in the film, like he ends up like scooping it all up, and they right. create mountain and what if like what if like a bird poops on food on the way down? Yeah, and then birds would get hit. Oh God. <laughs> I feel like before oh, the we, mayhem. yeah, we need we need to find a way to control it. You know what? The film does end up in this like disaster film territory, so you're not far off. Yeah, from, you know, like they should what have they, a sequel where it's like you know, oh, they do. <laughs> I knew that. <clears throat> uh, I haven't seen it yet though, so it's okay. But I mean, I do like what this movie really covers. Like I said, it becomes a disaster movie. Mm-hmm. It's also like making fun of the news because Anna Faris's character of Sam Sparks, mm-hmm. she's 
supposed to be just the like... Hard-hitting, she's trying to be a hard-hitting journalist. Yeah, exactly, but she, she has to play like, dumb. Yeah, yeah. And she then puts back... She does the reverse of, like, those... Of the high school, you know, she's all that mm-hmm. things where, you know, she puts the glasses on and puts the ponytail, yeah. you know, the hair back into a ponytail. And that's really who she is, which yeah. is nice. And it's almost like social... Like, society commentary now, you Definitely. Know? So, I mean, they do that with, like... I mean, they're really making fun of the news anchors and saying, like, oh, my God, who is she? Like, come back when you look better and all that. Yeah. Uh, it's making fun of small-town politics with the Bruce Campbell's mayor, who's awesome in this. <laughs> Bruce, Cam- Bruce Campbell's awesome in everything. Uh, it's making... It's shedding light into, honestly, even, like, immigration mm-hmm. from, other, you know, like, the... It's her camera operator, who's voiced by uh, Benjamin Bratt, his name is Manny, and he's from Guatemala. And he's like, oh, I was a doctor in that country. And he's mm-hmm. just like, you know, but I came here for better opportunities. Right, and right. Was, you know, camera operator. Yeah. You know, I'm a camera operator. It's a good job, but not as good as the doctor. Of course, of course, so, yeah. <laughs> and then I he mean, also that stuff pilot. totally happens, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's, I mean, it's it's a kid's movie, and it's talking about this stuff. It's also talking about food tourism. Right, And then, right. I mean, even then, towards the end, parents and technology, because he's telling his dad to just move something from the email. Right, and, right. You know, put it into, you know, from the computer into the email or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So it's, they are covering some pretty big grounds. Well, I feel like which... you, you definitely mean, even though it's a kid's movie, you need to entertain the parents that took the kids, right? Yes. So, you know, there's that. It's but... something that I think, and then even like, so, I mean, I wasn't a kid when this movie came mm-hmm. out. But I think if you're a kid when it came out, you probably don't notice a lot of like not the noticing it. But then you get to scenes. appreciate it later on in life mm-hmm. too. So that's pretty cool. Uh, this movie did come out in 3D. That probably would have been a pretty cool experience to see all the food falling yeah, at you. That must have been pretty neat. That makes me. You ever go down to like Disney World and uh, I think it was at the MGM when it used to be MGM. Um, I've I've done Disney World. When yeah. I think of 3D, I always think of like. Um, it was like the haunted house, the ghost ride. Yeah, the That's Tower neat. of Terror. No, the other ghost ride. The yeah. other one. Yeah, yeah. The Tower of Terror is super fun, but yeah. it's less like special effects. Yeah. It's more like the visceral, like fast movements. Um, there's the the haunted house one. Yeah. Which is really neat because they've got like all like the um, they use a lot of projections and That's it's like scared me as yeah. a kid. Yeah. I thought it was pretty neat. I remember <laughs> then then they yeah it was whatever now it's I think it's Disney Studios it used to be mm-hmm. MGM but they had a Muppet thing and the Muppets used to throw pies at you. Oh, so interesting. Was, yeah. Huh. It was like one of those not just 3D then you felt like mist and I don't know. Right, that right. Stuff. Yeah. But um I just there's just a lot of fun characters in the movie. I love the baby Brent the Andy Samberg character. Oh, so cute. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I said, Mr. T. Let's, you know, I'm going to play a clip right now, and I think just because we'll get to hear Bill Hader, Anna Ferris, and uh, Mr. T in this clip. Perfect. Like, why not? That's just a great one. So this is when uh, Mr. T, or I should say whatever his character's name is, the <laughs> cop, he wants to show that his son, that he loves his son, which his son knows every day. And that's just to show the juxtaposition between Bill Hader and his father, played by James Caan. But he wants there to be uh, ice cream all around on right. his son's birthday. So this is that scene. Happy birthday, son. Dad? This is your day. Go have fun. I love you guys. You're awesome. I love you too, son.
no no chaos. This doesn't look <laughs> I love you, son. I know that. You tell me every day. <laughs> Flint, <laughs> this is amazing. And designing the ice cream to accumulate into scoops, I, I don't know how you're gonna top this. Maybe with hot fudge? <laughs> hey, Flint! <laughs> you wanna be in a snowball fight with us? Flint, what's the problem? I, I've never actually been in a snowball fight. Really? I, I don't even know the rules. Is there like a point system or is it to the death? No, you've never, I mean, look, even Steve is throwing chocolate snowballs. Oh. Hmm. So, like this? No, harder than that. Oh. on what the mayor declared to be an ice cream snow day. He'd also like to invite everyone in the world to catch a cruise liner and come on down this Saturday for the grand opening of Chew and Swallow, a town that is truly a la mode. Is that, I know you, you said you're not a big dessert person, right? I like dessert. You I like, do, I do, okay. I like it very much. And there's parts of desserts that I really love, like ice cream. Yeah. But then there's certain things like cheesecake or carrot cake that's just, I can't get behind them. So let's <laughs> forget all the possible <laughs> contamination stuff aside. Okay. If you walked outside and like, a, like there was a snowfall, like there's a mound of snow. Mm -hmm. If you saw like a giant scoop of ice cream. Covered you... in like rainbow sprinkles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm into it. Let's go. Yeah, and I like in this clip that, you know, Bill Hayer wasn't cool growing up and he was always picked on, and the kids are like, you want to have a mm -hmm. snowball fight? And they're throwing, I guess, ice cream snowballs at one another, but it's just Bill Hayer is just awesome in this role. He's yeah. just, I mean, he was always one of my favorite SNL characters, and now with that show, Barry, and then, um, oh God, why am I blanking on the documentary now? Have you ever seen any of those with him and Fred Armisen? Uh, I've seen a few. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those are good. Yeah, they're and, funny. Yeah. Um, there's even one that they make, they do a, uh, you know, mockumentary kind of version of, uh, Eero Dreams of Sushi, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I forget, it's the rice one. Which I love that documentary. Oh, that's a great documentary. We're probably going to, we haven't covered any documentaries, and I wasn't sure mm -hmm. if we will, but I think the ones that just, like, supersede into, like, larger, mm -hmm. like, that mass audiences know, like, that, yeah. and supersize me. Yeah, that like, I've seen. Like, those we There's have a documentary, to... actually, it's also really interesting about Sriracha, oh. and how its production affected the town, because wow. the town started having, like, issues with their eyes, because all those fumes were getting everywhere. That's crazy. It's pretty zany, yeah. It's like they're all being, uh, pepper sprayed. Yeah, the, essentially, day. people were, like, waking Jeez. up, and they, they were trying to figure out, like, what is causing this? And everyone looked at the, like, Sriracha factory and was like, oh, mm -hmm. It's them, but we love them. <laughs> so it's very, they eventually got it all taken care of. But like, uh, like I said, and like your 
your worries of this world where food would just be falling from the sky. Mm-hmm. The mayor, like, they, they see this opportunity, and the mayor, again, played by Bruce Campbell, is just greedy and wants to create this for, uh, this uh, food tourism. Of course. And he names the, renames the town to Chew and Swallow. <laughs> okay. Very weird. Such but, a bad name. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but they're having all these, they send across, you know, messages all to the world and they're like oh come on ferries and come and this is of course when the big disaster is happening they have this spaghetti tornado Mm -hmm. and he uh throws a giant radish at the machine to (laughs) to make and it stops working and he's like what did you order right before and he's like a vegas style buffet so that must be yeah when you're thinking of all those different things falling yeah yeah and but that's just i love that they show new york is getting hit by like big bagels of course and France, I think, was get, like got baguettes. Yeah, if and, I remember correctly. And then uh, the Great Wall of China, like first a fortune cookie hits, and it's like, oh, you're about to be, you know, crushed by a giant egg roll. Oh <laughs> and god! Roll I'm not gonna lie. If I went outside and it was raining dumplings, like just delicious pork and chive dumplings, Ooh. I would die. Do you have a favorite dumpling spot? Oh my god! Yes, I do. It's on the corner of Elgin and Broom. And it's been my favorite dumpling spot since I was like 17, 18. Oh, it's been And then all of Instagram found it. And now it's like there. Uh-huh. And I, I love it. It's everything. Do, it's, do called Fu- um, it's called Shanghai Fuzhou. It's amazing. Uh, th- it's 11 dumplings for $3. Seven dumplings for two. Um, and then I also love Junkin Dumpling in the city. Mm-hmm. They're great. Um, yeah, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of good dumpling spots Have you been to Vanessa's dumplings? I have. I think they're great. <laughs> okay. Okay. I was. <laughs> I'm not trying to... I like I like their fried dumplings more than they're steamed because yeah. the skin's a little thicker than I want it to be, but they mm-hmm. are delicious because their fillings are really yeah. good. I mean, even even a even a bad dumpling is probably still a good dumpling. I just love dumplings. <laughs> yeah. Was uh I mean were there any other things about this film that you enjoyed just as far as from characters to just um, the. I I loved the the fact that like you know. I suck with the, like, remembering everyone's names, but mm-hmm. the lead guy, the scientist, and yeah, the anchor—they both—they both kept trying really, really hard to please everyone else but themselves and be people that they weren't. And then finally, by the end of the movie, they get to be themselves and kind of get comfortable in their skin. Yeah. Just as everybody's about to, uh, starting to get uncomfortable because things are falling out of the sky, so it's it's kind of nice to to see them come into their own. Um, and I feel like a lot of the times with animated movies, it's always, it feels like it's almost always a damsel in distress. Sure. So it was nice to see a guy in distress, uh, and a girl in distress. It was nice to, you know, cause I feel like for kids, yeah, you know, just people. it's yeah. always the princess in distress. It's sure. nice to, to see just, you know, regular folks in distress over food, uh, <laughs> falling from the sky. And so that was pretty neat. Um, I like that they were able to cover a wide variety of topics that are applicable to both like children and and adults without getting too dark Mm -hmm. or too like in over its head. Um, Because sometimes I feel like when movies try to dance around things that are both entertaining to both children and adults, they'll usually gear it to one more and mm-hmm. kind of missed the mark and I feel like this movie did a really good job yeah balance it well being, yeah exactly yeah. being able to balance it so I liked that um, visually it's stunning like it's so colorful and beautiful and well done well that's honestly why when I was just like oh would you want to cover Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs because it reminded me of your Instagram you just <laughs> you know you just you capture amazing yeah. photos of, and they're just so just a variety and just so vibrant and colorful mm-hmm. That it just reminded me of this film, so. I could see that. I could yeah. see that. Yeah. It's 
one of the And it worst is a really things. good film. And I mean, the cast is amazing. Yeah, I love, I ca- love Bruce Campbell. I love everyone there. Yeah. Neil Patrick Harris does the voice awesome. of a Mr. monkey. T. So yeah. Who well, doesn't love Mr. T? I love that. Like I pity the fool who doesn't like Mr. Yeah. T. I, I read a couple. <laughs> <laughs> I read a couple of. Uh, I always read like the trivia on IMDb, mm-hmm. and there's two. So the at one point the cop, you know, his character takes off his police cap, and he has the reverse. You know, Mr. T is famous mm-hmm. for his mohawk. He has the reverse that it's just like the yeah. empty space and it's the <laughs> ring around. Yeah. And then also towards the end when he's like carrying, they're making all these ships out of food to get away from the avalanche of yeah. Mount Leftover and <laughs> he's running holding it with his like kid and wife on top and there's also this giant nacho that's going to block him but he runs through it and it's just a giant <laughs> so tea cut out of the nacho and it's it. like I love that they're just you know I yeah mean, I like T. that they put. It's almost like Easter eggs that they yeah. like had in films, which is cute. I wish Mr. T was in more. I want him to be in a chef movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Imagine him just like. I would love to as see like, him just throw down. Yeah. Have a Food Network show. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also I also like that in Israel, it was called "It's Raining Falafel." <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing! <laughs> and in Turkey, I love falafels. It's raining kofta. Ooh. Like so instead that. of raining with a chance of that's awesome so i wonder like in japan would have been like raining with the chance of takoyaki because that's kind of like i guess they opted to keep it cloudy with a chance maybe in france it could have been cloudy with a chance of escargot yeah i feel like this really kind of lent itself to a lot of different things yeah foodie fans write to us and write on facebook or twitter or instagram wherever you can reach us and give us some you know Tell some countries, or even you know, make it fun if you've got mm-hmm. a food of the region of the you know in the states that you're from. So I mean, yeah, I'm from North Jersey. It's raining or uh, cloudy with a chance of Taylor ham, egg, and cheese. You know, mm. <laughs> I'm from Astoria, so cloudy with a chance of gyros. Ooh, not yeah. gyro, you guys, gyros. Yeah, or cloudy with a chance of deep fried mac and cheese balls because because those are just you know, your heaven. Yeah, I love mac and cheese. That's great. Check out Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs if you haven't seen it. it I think I watched it on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else you want to say about this one? No, that's it. No. Um, I think it's a great film. This has been really fun. I'm having a ball. <laughs> <laughs> she likes her puns. All right. Are you ready for the famous food scene segment? I am absolutely ready. All right. Let me. I wrote it beforehand. I kept them in my pocket for safekeeping. All right. Oh, I'm excited. Yes. Okay. Now, if you could just select uh, one, okay. one of those pieces of paper. So you have a bunch of little folded pieces yeah, of paper so in your hand. Them. I'm selecting my favorite. And let's see if you can read my sloppy handwriting. Double stack have? slice, Saturday night fever. Ooh, we are in New York, so that's kind of uh, pretty All appropriate. Right. Let's, uh, you know, that's not. I know it's not. That's not like a long scene in the sense of audio, because it's mm-hmm. just pretty much the what staying alive is playing or whatever. Right, right. But let's uh, play a little bit of it, and then we'll talk about it. All right, perfect. Sounds good. Right. Hiya, Tony. Two, and three. two, two. Give me two. That's good. So a brief but yet poignant scene. I mean, he's just that goes on for that whole song of mm-hmm. staying alive and BG's throughout that whole film. But I mean, it's John Travolta 
strutting. We already I've done one food scene with him before the five dollar shake scene from mm-hmm. Pulp Fiction. Uh, but this is him in like nineteen seventy eight, seventy nine, strutting his stuff down the city streets and he uh she asks him how many slices, he says two and you know, that was audio, but for those that of you that haven't seen Saturday Night Fever, he takes the two pieces and puts them on top of one another. So what are you, what, weird. What are you, yeah, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, oh, I guess it could have been worse, right? Like, he could have tried to eat them with, like, a knife and a fork, which is such a no-no. But, I don't know. I mean, have I sat down or walked around and eaten two slices of pizzas? Absolutely. Stacked them on top of each other? It kind of feels wrong. I'm I'm a one slice at a time kind of girl, uh-huh. but you know, by the same token, it's pretty genius. Like he's he's clearly you know he wants to strut. He might yeah. be short on time um, to go and do things on Saturday night uh, before he comes down with <laughs> a fever. His- <laughs> <laughs> so bad um, that maybe you know for him it was just about you know trying to catch that train before fast track shut it down. And he was just like, "Crap! I want to eat these two pi- these two pizzas." He's wearing the red shirt in case he gets marinara. Exactly, <laughs> and he just you know, he's eating two slices of pizza with one hand. I gotta give it to him. Smart. I'm personally a one slice at a time kind of girl. Do you I, do the fold? Um, it's weird. Sometimes I do the fold. If, if it's it, got too much give, if or it something. feels really yeah. like greasy, uh-huh. and I'm not gonna lie, as I've gotten older, if a pizza's super, super greasy, I'm yeah. talking like you are dripping like oil. Yeah, I'm gonna take a napkin. We're gonna do some absorbing. <laughs> just at that point <laughs> in my life. Um, but if it's like kind of greasy and I'm keeping the grease, yeah, I'm folding it. If that cheese is like super melty. Sure. Um, if it's a flatter slice and maybe it's got some pepperoni and some toppings that I don't feel like I wanna, you know, ruin the visual aesthetic, then sometimes I'll just eat it straight. Um, but yeah, I think it depends on the type of pizza. Yeah. I would say I'm a 50-50 person. Sometimes I fold, sometimes I don't. But I tell you what I don't do. I do not eat pizza with a fork and a knife. That is wrong. That goes against everything I believe in. Oh, Unless it's like a crazy, maybe it's like a crazy deep dish. And you're that's at not a, pizza. And you're at a, like a, like... and you're like at a gala. And maybe you really need to try to be fancy. But I don't know, man. Pizza's... <laughs> I, I think it just it surpasses. I do love deep dish pizza. Then that that to me just becomes more of like I mean I know I mean you it's know, a pie. Pizza pie. Yeah, exactly. It's a real pie. I mean people say you know pizza pie because it's you know but like that yeah. becomes that's a pie. So that is fine. I think it, I mean, if you to be honest, I don't really like pie unless you're like wow. chocolate icebox pie or a cookie not pie. A pie person. But those like fruity pies, not my thing. So no. every pie day I usually celebrate with pizza. So okay. there's that. Good to know. Do you have a favorite pizza topping? Cheese. Oh. Okay, fine. Yeah. Mac and cheese. Okay, fine. <laughs> uh, I like pepperoni cups. The crispy pepperoni cups. Like the little like ones. Prince get... Street Pizza. Ooh. So good. And then um, Lions Tigers. That place just opened up recently on 23rd Street. It's Detroit style pizza. Holy cow, it is so good. It is my favorite new pizza place in awesome. Manhattan. Um, but yeah, I would say somewhere between actually champion pizza has a pizza where they put Mac and cheese and pepperoni on it. That just sounds like the perfect place for you. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's a thing of beauty. It's a very thin, crispy crust supports the heavier topping. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, 
We're at our uh, last segment of the show, All and right. this is called Gut Instincts. Woo-hoo. And so you just, as the title explains, just whatever you know comes first when I uh, ask these questions, just go, you know, go with that All gut right. instinct. Here we go. All right. Favorite fast food? Ooh. First thing that popped into my head was McDonald's, but then like Taco Bell was like, me, me, me. Uh, between Taco Bell and McDonald's, can I tie them? Sure. All right. They're Do tied. Have, what, I mean, and then what... what what, what from item? each place would you, um, you know, you're going to So McDonald's, I actually out. really love their grilled chicken ranch snack wraps. Oh. <laughs> and I love their Oreo McFlurries. There you go. Um, for Taco Bell, I like the crunchy gordita wrap things. Mm-hmm. And then they make something where it's, just, it's so freaking simple. It's just a tortilla shell. They melt cheese on it and they roll it up. And they charge you a dollar for it. And I'm here for it because it's so good and cheesy. Um, <laughs> and Taco Bell was something that I didn't like for years. But my husband got me into Taco Bell. And sometimes, like, if we're driving somewhere and we pull over on the side mm-hmm. of the highway and I see it, I want it. There you go. Yep. Go to beer and or cocktail. I know you love uh, beer. So b- you can go beer and cocktail. Or Beers. Or, yeah. Favorites. Uh, I'm a stout porter girl. Mm-hmm. I love Russian imperial stouts. I love bourbon barrel aged stouts. Some of my favorite stouts are probably, for me, like Guinness, is. it's like a dry Irish stout. Was it For me, that was the gateway into my sure. love of dark beers. So it's got a big spot in my heart. Um, I love stouts by Southern Tier. I love stouts by, oh my god, uh, everyone. Duclaw has some really good stouts and porters. Um, I mentioned Southern Tier already. Founders has some really good stouts and porters. Uh, Backwoods Bastard is my favorite from them. Mm. Uh, Dogfish Head has Worldwide Stout, which is a, I believe it's 16 or 17% ABV. It's got like cocoa nibs in it. It might also be bourbon barrel aged. It's really good. Blue Point has a bourbon barrel aged sour cherry one <laughs> that I love. This could keep on going, yeah. so I'm just going to end it here. But shout out to uh, Duclaw's Sue Baby Jesus. It's a peanut butter porter that will change your life. Check it out. Yep. Oh, and shout out to Big Alice and Rockaway oh, big, I was, and all, yeah. all my Queens breweries, Iconic. Love you guys. I love Big Alice. Yes. They have this jalapeno rye there that's bonkers. I've had it. It's not bad, but jalapenos are weird to me. I like their date night. <laughs> date night, bro, is a, uh, I think it's either a stout or a brown. I don't remember, but it's supposed, to, it's meant to channel the flavors of a glazed donut Ooh. and a coffee. So this is like a breakfast beer. Long Island City, Queens in general, but mm-hmm. Long Island City just has like so many great breweries right there too. And they're all like walking distance from one another. <laughs> Transmitter's really good. Need to get like a brewery. Like, you know, tour going I've on. i like jump, jump from place Actually, to Actually, I did it like two weeks ago oh. around my birthday. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it's like birthday beer crawl. Favorite childhood snack? Oh, boy. Um, first thing that actually popped in my head were empanadas. But my grandmother made some banging empanadas. And her bacalaitos were really good, which are like fried codfish critter things. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say empanadas. As a child, I loved empanadas. Nice. Yeah. And anything with cheese. <laughs> Sweet or savory, I think. Savory. Yeah, no, savory. 100%. Favorite food city, domestic and or international? Ooh, this is so hard. <laughs> oh, France has really good food. Germany has really good food. Dublin had great food. Greece. I was disappointed by Greece's octopus. Oh. But I wasn't disappointed by anything else there. Food was bomb. 
uh, favorites. Oh, you know, I'm, I might actually have to go with Germany on this one. Wow. The Currywurst was just in, amazing. Ber- in Berlin or just and I, specific? Ha- um, in Berlin, in Berlin. And there was like a, a weird like hookah bar slash restaurant that till this day I had the best chopped up lamb in the center of hummus that I've ever had in my diet. Like, it was the best hummus and the best crunchy lamb hummus I've ever had. They have a very large Turkish mm-hmm. community there. Yeah. And uh, the the donor kebabs there are like... Yes, the under- donor, everything. Oh, my yeah. God. Every- I'm going to have to go with Germany as one of my favorites, but it's, it's yeah. hard to pick. Anywhere in the States. So I mean, you live in New York. <sighs> okay. So not not including New York not because I live York. here? Yeah. Um, I'd have to say San Diego slash LA because anyone that puts French fries in a burrito is <laughs> a-okay by me. <laughs> yup. I'm here for it. Favorite cuisine? Oh, my God. I know. I'm sorry. They're not easy. Uh, Latin. Yeah. Sushi, which is Japanese, uh, obviously. Korean, barbecue, all of them. Anything that's not really too vegetarian-y. <laughs> but I've had some good vegetarian food, too. And I also like Indian food now. My favorite cuisine is all of it. <laughs> Just a fusion of all. <laughs> rainbow, rainbow, oh, rainbow sprinkles. That's your <laughs> cuisine, right? Guilty pleasure food. Mm. Could be those things from Taco Bell. I mean, I talked a lot about mac and cheese, so I hate to beat a dead horse, but that is my guilty pleasure food. Uh, But food that I like that makes me feel guilty because my Instagram audience would probably be like, really? Sure, yeah. I love Chopped, damn it. It's in my IG stories all the time. I love their salads. Freshest arugula I've ever had. Their chimichurri ranch is really good. I am not. I'm not sponsored. They are not paying me. I love chopped salads. Damn it! So that's probably my guilty pleasure because it <laughs> makes me feel guilty because everyone just wants me to have like you know freaking clogged aortas. Yeah. Because they just this want is the me first. to eat the sexy guilty food. Is something. But I like salads sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Favorite condiment. Oh God, this is so hard. Um. Okay, I'm going to try to say them all in one breath. Ranch sauce, mayo, malt vinegar, ketchup, cholula. Yeah, all of them. I am such a sauce whore. I love, oh God, honey mustard's good, greeny brown mustard's good, Dijon's good. Anything that's not too spicy, mm-hmm. uh, I can give you my least favorite condiment. Sure. You know when you go to, like, movie theaters and they have those movie theater nachos with that gross, like, yellow Ugh, gloopy cheese yeah. that tastes like dirt? That is my least favorite condiment. Dirt cheese. That's gross. That is just, yeah, when you get, like, the pretzel nuggets that are stale yep. and you're supposed to... Ugh. And I'll, I'll eat the nuggets. It's fine, you know. Whatever. Yeah. But that cheese is just uh, just gross. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, we actually kind of talked about this in the beginning, so I, I know the next question is last thing you ate. So let's go with what did you eat, what did you eat before the uh, the cheeseburger and the and the ice cream? We um, had for lunch today, I had a salad from Chopped. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for breakfast, I had four glasses of green tea. Oh. Yesterday's lunch, I had dumplings and shrimp shumai. All right. <laughs> what? would be your last meal wow that's hard you have to you know what i'm gonna start like saying to people you can pick a an appetizer an entree and okay. a dessert okay. i feel like that'll probably help yeah okay or you or you could say i don't want a dessert i want two on 
if you'd like to, but I, okay. I want to get three course meal. Okay, three course meal. Yeah. Um. Oh boy. All right. So appetizer. I'm gonna go with a really, really good burrata. Mm. And sometimes burrata gets served with prosciutto, so we're gonna have it served with prosciutto, um, or some sort of beef carpaccio or something with like the burrata ball in the center. Um, the entree is going to be lobster mac and cheese. Whoa. We're so going there. The chunkiest of the chunk. But I like... also want a steak attached to that. So this is one of those places. Well, that where could be your side. It's a steak with a side. All right, so I'm gonna yeah. get a side of lobster mac and cheese. Yeah. And then I want like a really nice medium rare, more pink than not, uh-huh. like filet. We could either go with like a filet mignon or we could go with like a porterhouse and I could just see how much of it I can eat. And then <laughs> for dessert, I would like a classic birthday cake. Vanilla frosting, covered in rainbow sprinkles, nice golden fluffy cake with lots of rainbow sprinkles inside. And when you cut it, sprinkles fall out from the center because it's one of those weird cakes. And there's some ice cream on top. And <laughs> got candy sticking out of it. I'm going to go hard or go home. It's a cake that reveals that you love cake. <laughs> yes. And inside the cake, there's, there's like a steak. <laughs> <laughs> I know you There's my second steak. Yeah. I know you said you don't like pies, but I recently learned when we did an episode of the movie Waitress that there's this thing called a pie cake in. Mm-hmm. Which is a cake it is. with yeah. a pie in it. I actually saw a waitress. Yeah, ah. it like was it? it was an Instagram event. I went to a restaurant for dinner, and then they took us to see a waitress. I'm not really a Broadway person, but I've got to be honest with you, I loved it. Yeah, and I always have you say seen the film. Uh, I have not. Yeah. No, but I want to. It's uh. I feel um, like I, I always say I'm not a Broadway person, and then I go see a Broadway show, and I walk out, and I'm like, I loved it. Yeah. So, well, if you I love am. the show, I'm uh, a closet Broadway person. I believe. <laughs> I think I watched it on Netflix. Netflix mm. or Amazon, so if you okay. have one or the other. I have both, so yeah. I'm going to Carrie look Russell, up. if you're a fan. Sweet. I so, am. I love Felicity. You there you go. Yeah. So check it out. Uh, and check out that episode I told you I spoke mm-hmm. with. That was uh, Lisi and Perla of uh, Midnight Market. Awesome, awesome. Very so, cool. So, yeah. Uh, do you prefer to, I mean, and this is, I mean, it kind of goes with your Instagram that you're eating out at a lot of restaurants. Do you do you? like to cook at home or do you like to go I out? love absolutely love to cook at home. Okay, I do. Great. I never feel like I have the time. Mm-hmm. And That's my a... fridge is usually full of leftovers, so when I probably do have time, I open up my fridge and go, "Oh, look, leftover steak. I'm going to eat you now because you're here <laughs> and I don't like to waste food." Um, which is something that definitely happens in the Instagram world. I try to box everything up. I either bring it home um, either I'll eat it, my husband will eat it, or if I see someone in the street, you know, who clearly could use, you know, a good meal, mm-hmm. like here. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'd probably cook more often if I didn't have leftovers I wanted to save, but I do enjoy cooking. So, and, it, and it's also nice to be able to, like, uh, really control what I'm eating. Because, you know, you go yeah. to restaurants and you can't eat it all because you don't know how sometimes, like, you know, if they've got, like, five sticks of butter in it or something. So it's nice to be able to, like, kind of control it, control well, your flavors and stuff. Yeah, when we were, uh, you know, having the cheeseburgers earlier, I did ask you that, mm-hmm. like, what, you know, like, there's just, and you said, like, you know people and you yourself have been to multiple yeah. events in a night. Like, that's, like, it definitely has to be, like, a level of portion control. Oh, of I mean, you have yeah. this awesome 
you know, plate I almost always try to bring a plus one and we'll share the things. I try really hard to not eat a lot of bread. Mm-hmm. So if I get a burger, I'll take one or two composed bites so that I know what experience the chef is trying to transpire. Yeah. And then I know what bread tastes like. I'm just going to eat the meat because that's what's important. I <laughs> yeah. need protein. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's a lot of portion control, trying to remain active, um, whether that's like through exercise mm-hmm. or, you know, sometimes I'll just get off an earlier train stop and walk further home. You know, just you have to find ways to just, you know, maintain healthy, sure. but also live quality of life. You know, I can't I can't be that girl that just eats salads for three meals a day because I would miss things. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Is it taboo to like ask to take something like your part of your plate home with you at these events? Nah, um, uh. I personally don't think so. I mean, it's easier if you're like at a restaurant, you're doing more of a one on one experience sure, yeah. um, at an event. Um, if, it, if I see like a lot of food is going to waste, I have had events that are close to city hall and I will bag it up and I will walk out over with like six, seven bags. And I will be like, you know, I was hungry because, you know, place like city hall is like very community focused. So yeah. it's like, there's a lot of people there and they're all hungry. Um, but yeah, you know, if it's something that I think that can really be salvaged and travel back, I'll do my best. If it's something that's like ice cream, you know, you're not going to do well. I'm just going to throw you out. But um, <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I, 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 me, uh, me and the people that I hang out with, you know, we, we definitely do the best that we can to not throw out food and to not perpetuate waste, yeah. um, to not over order if we can't do it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of just being smart how you order, being sure. smart about what you order. Um, so, yeah. Spirit food. Now, I feel like some people then just go, I mean, you know, if it's your gut instinct, you can go with like the, you you love mac and cheese, but I feel like sometimes people go with like what then their favorite food is, but what do you think, what food best represents you? Hmm. Okay. So I'm half Puerto Rican, half Colombian. So I'd like to depict something that kind of is you know, envelopment of that. And mm-hmm. I know I mentioned this already, but I'm going to say it again. I would say empanada. Nice. Yeah. Any specific it's got, empanada? Well, I was born and raised in New York. New Yorkers have a very, like, I don't know, like, um, reputation. Like, we're all, like, kind of hard and mean or whatever. So, and I definitely, when I'm on the train alone, I probably have, like, bitch face because, you know, life. <laughs> so I feel like empanadas are kind of, like, hard hard exteriors and mm-hmm. you're like oh it's kind of mysterious i don't know what's inside but then like when you get to know it it's just like delicious chewy gooeyness inside and it's not <laughs> scary but it looks scary in the beginning because it's like you know fried <laughs> um what type of empanada i would be a mac and cheese chorizo cilantro empanada oh boy so many mm-hmm. <laughs> powers of flavor in there i really thought this one through yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm digging it. And now the last question, what is the greatest lesson you've learned in food? The greatest lesson I've learned in food? Yeah. Be grateful for everything you have. All right. Because I think yeah. as, as a kid, there were so many times where my mom was trying to get me to eat foods that I didn't want. And I was like, I don't want it. I don't care about it. And then as I, you know, as you get older and you see people that, you know, would kill for food and now I'm surrounded by people throwing food at me. I'm just, just be grateful. There's so many people out there that would kill to get, you know, Mm -hmm. to try so many foods. So just, you know, be grateful, stay humble. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good lesson. Well, Stephanie, Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for right, having me. It's right, been super fun. Yeah. Uh, right now, please 
plug away, tell people, I mean, where they can find you on Absolutely. social media and just shed any kind of light you'd like into the world of your, uh, you as, you know, yeah, food, beer. Uh, so yeah, Stephanie, you can find me um, at my home at Yeah Food Beer, um, spelled Y E A H F O O D B E E R. Um, so I kind of live there. I'm also on uh, Twitter and Facebook, although I'm definitely more communicative via Instagram. Feel free to slide in my DMs if you have any questions, anything you know, anything you want to ask, anything you're curious about. Um, I'm very, very much an open book, and I do my best to get back to everybody. Um, and yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Great. And we end every episode with a certain sign-off, and that is saying there's more to cut, something my grandmother always said. Mm -hmm. I feel like it just transcends from food into life. So if you would please uh, honor me with saying there's more to cut. There's more to cut. Thank you. Thank you. Yummy, 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 I got love in my tummy, and I feel like I'm loving you. Love you such a sweet thing, good enough to eat thing, and it's just okay.